A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 113 of Confessions of a Marketer, is the CMO role dying? Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Beth Comstock is back, and we continue our chat about planning, data, and the CMO role. Next time, Kiri Masters on marketing and Amazon. Another session on optimization with Justin Christensen is just around the corner, plus Nathan Hirsch on finding the right freelancers and Philip Stutz on the politics of marketing. Lots of great discussions in the works, so stay tuned. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you've fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. All right, back to Beth Comstock. In this second part of our discussion, we continue our look at long-range planning. We also talk about transparency and how data helps you to ask better questions. And Beth has a challenge for you marketers. Get out of the office and do some old-fashioned work in the field. Put texture to the data. Plus, we take a look at how technology and data have shifted marketing in the past decade or so. Is the CMO role dying? Maybe, maybe not. We also chat about a good metaphor for marketing. Is it a four-legged or three-legged stool? Well, I won't spoil it here. You'll just have to listen to find out. It's a great discussion. Let's get to it. Long-range planning is kind of like the farmer's almanac, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, you can kind of get a general idea that there will be some weather next June, but you don't know exactly what it'll be. Right. Increasingly, people want more and more certainty. They want, uh, I mean, I remember trying to lock in numbers for three years from now. I mean, that's absurd. Right. You can have a directional. Yeah, our goal is to grow X percent. Everybody has a goal of that. But what happens if we're not, if we don't? So I, I, um, I agree. It's very much like the farmer's almanac. And that's why I'm a big believer in having these, having more ongoing and, and different kinds of feedback loops customer feedback loops, employee feedback loops, you know, like the employee annual survey, that's just way too long. It's just, you have, you're waiting too long to hear. If, if you're having to wait for an annual survey to know what your employees think, you're going you're gonna to get caught behind. Same with your customers. I, I really believe a competitive advantage 
to any marketer, any company, any product line today is speed to learning. How quickly can you learn and how quickly can you change if needed on what you learn? That's the competitive advantage. And transparency, right? So transparency within an organization to give feedback up, down, all around. Well, that's part of, exactly, that's part of the feedback mechanism. You can't hoard the insight. Transparency is, here's what we heard, the uncomfortable news. What are we going to do about it? Transparency sometimes means we don't have the answers right now, but we got to work to get them. I mean, that's often, you can be transparent with your feedback, but then everyone wants to act like, oh, no problem. We got it figured out. It's a rare leader that can say, we're in uncharted territory. We don't know. Where are we going to go to find people who've been in this situation? What customers can we work with that are willing to try things a new way? So I think those are some of the questions you have to start asking. And people generally hate uncertainty, but that really breeds, well, it is uncertainty, right? And and managing that is a real challenge, which is why sometimes those things just stay behind locked doors rather than being shared. And I worry a lot about that for all of our institutions and organizations, because in this age of data, we're just convinced that with a little more data, we'll get more certainty, or we'll get a checklist of the way things, the optimal way. And the data and the checklist don't, they only tell you based on what happened in the past. They don't have a way to figure it out for the future. So I think that is really a, a challenge for all of us. Yeah, it's something we've talked a lot about on, on the podcast in many different ways about people collect data all the time, but how do you use it? How do you make your business better as a result of collecting that data? I think the data, I have found data helps you ask better questions. It helps you validate what you think. I, I would really worry about an organization that only used data to tell them what to do. Mm. Uh, a data can, I think, kind of validate an assumption or a hypothesis. It can, you know, absolutely kill one. But there all sometimes there's room for gut check, and I don't care what the data says. We're we're feeling something different. And and what I worry about a lot, and I think marketers. This is something marketers can really own uh, in this time where it's AI and marketing and all, <laughs> all of your data plans. There's nothing like just on the ground getting out and asking customers or potential customers what they see, observing them. Just good old-fashioned ethno- ethnography and observational research. And I'm challenging your listeners, how many people make time for that? Right. It's so easy to get a report, ask somebody to run some numbers, do some kind of quantitative study. Well, get out there. Put texture to that. Okay, so everybody, you know, wants a different kind of smartphone. Why? What are they, what's going on? Is it too expensive? Is there something else? So I don't know how you can answer those questions without that context of being on the ground. And I actually think, Smaller startup companies often do that by default. That's how they have their competitive advantage. They tend to be a little bit more in touch with the market, and they see the problem sooner. Well, they're not burdened by legacy issues, usually, and so they're defining themselves uh, as they go. Exactly. And that, that involves talking to people and not just looking at data. <laughs> right, Exactly. So one thing I I wanted to get from you was an idea of how you think marketing has shifted in the years since you first became a CMO. And, And obviously, 
the word we just used, data, is one big part of that. But I think technology is also a, a huge ingredient in marketing. And it, maybe it was back then, but, but it's changed. How has it shifted in, in those years? How has technology shifted? How has being a CMO or being in marketing shifted in those years? Oh, dramatically, and I, I actually just saw something that on Twitter that you know, you know, is the CMO dead? And I, I feel like I've been <laughs> hearing that for 25 years, and many of us are still here. I do think it's difficult in that marketing has has a wide spectrum of roles and responsibilities, and it varies from company to company. And so I'm not sure tech, I, yeah, technology changes some of that in terms of how you're using, how you're using data to, to target your customers, to get direct response and some of those things. But I think to me, it brings it back to what are we trying to accomplish here? And can you have a conversation as a marketer about how do we define marketing here? What problems are we trying to solve for the company? What are my specific roles? And how then does technology enable that to happen? And I unfortunately think you're seeing many more people who are like marketing's a data function. Yeah. And so they use data and the technology to define what marketing does as opposed to here's what we need marketing to solve and how are we going to use technology to solve that. Yeah, that's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how how marketers grapple with it as years go by and data becomes more and more central to most companies. Well, you're seeing these debates now where people are starting to say, you know, part of the reason they're saying, hey, the CMO is dying is because, well, the data teams are taking it over and branding and, you know, branding is becoming different often out of communications. I don't know, every role I ever had as a marketer, there was always conflict with something, right? Sales yeah. and marketing, IT and marketing, HR and marketing, if you want it to be. Again, what does a marketer uniquely do? I think they live in the market. They understand where the world's going. They see the trends and the insights. And then they are there to help, I believe, define the journey of your offer through the marketplace. And then you know how to bring the other people in. So again, I think you have to be pretty clear in your organization and hopefully you're aligned with the C-suite. Otherwise, it'll be a pretty short, it'll be a pretty short journey. <laughs> but here's, here's the role we need marketing to play. And then I think that adapts over time too. So do you, are you constantly upping the game, bringing new opportunities for your company to see new value in, in marketing? That requires a lot of additional development on you and your colleagues, hiring different kinds of people. It's a rare person anywhere that can, you know, handle all those areas. So you're going to need to constantly bring in different kinds of thinkers to help accomplish that. Yeah, and I remember you telling stories about going out into the field and finding interesting new products or new people. And, and it takes kind of getting out of the office, doesn't it? You must. You must. I mean... I call it make room for discovery. I would organize regular field trips, not just for myself, but and my colleagues on the team, but our colleagues in IT or CFO or HR to go together and see these things. And it's back to having that pulse on the market. That, at the end of the day, that's what you do. And then from there, you can build stories, you can help inform product features, you can help def define the customer journey, but where, what's your starting point? And so, if you're not out seeing what's happening in the market, I don't think you're a very good marketer. Yeah. After all, it is marketing. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> which means looking at the market. Which means, yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're taking something to market. And how do you ever take something to market if you don't 
know what the market is and what it needs and where it's going. So is your advice to, yeah, data is important, but don't let that rule your day every day of the week. Yeah, I mean, one of my one of my things I my go to lines is just data is important, but imagination is more important. The the creativity, the strategy, the 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 vision and foresight. Who's leading that? And data doesn't lead that way. Yeah. So it's really kind of a three legs of the stool kind of analogy, maybe. What are what are on your legs? Yeah. yeah. What 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 are how are you thinking about the legs? Well, uh, data, creativity, operations. Maybe I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just kind of making it up as I go along there, but but you know, it's it just kind of a metaphor for uh, you know doing marketing properly. Yeah, I probably um, the maybe it's four legged stool. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I, I think the, the the data, the insight. I'd put those together. I think the creativity and strategy. I think they have to go together and that comes into story and other things in there. And then the operations, you actually have to get stuff done. You have to have impact and, you know, show some results from those other two, other two legs. So I, I, I'd modify those a bit, but they're, they're pieces of it. Great. Always great chatting with you. Thanks for joining me again on Confessions of a Marketer. Thanks, Mark. Great to catch up with you a year later. Thank you. All right, next time, Kiri Masters is in to discuss marketing and Amazon. So stay with us. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.